0: Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. Pascal Siakam traded to the Pacers. What more do you need to know about the Indiana Pacers and the deal they made this afternoon to acquire or are in the process of finalizing right now? Pascal Siakam, two-time All-Star, coming to the Indiana Pacers. Pacers sending out a couple of guys, three first-round draft picks, one second-round pick. We'll talk about that, but first we're going to talk about Jim Ursay. There's a bit of an update to the timeline with Jim Ursay and, and how all of this, what could happen? Like stable can mean a lot of things, very few of them good, with Jim Ursay. so uh, we've got to have some, a hard conversation about some hard truths with Jim Ursay, what might happen if the worst happens for Jim Ursay, We're praying for his good health and his return to good health. And we want him better, and we want him to be around as the owner of the Indianapolis Colts for years and years and years and years. But if that doesn't come to pass, then you've got a problem. You, you've got an issue. in fact, you have several issues, and we'll talk about those. Uh, important issues as we get ready for a pretty big off season. It, this is going to be an off season that kind of determines the sort of the path forward for this team both in terms of the roster and in terms of ownership, potentially, and in terms of a lease where six years hence, the Pacers or the Colts are going to have an out. They can leave that contract, that lease, in six years. So it's about time for the city and the county and every, you've got Unigov in in Marion County and Indianapolis. So it's really, it's Joe Hogsett, and, and it's whoever is going to be the governor, they're going to have to sit down at some point, and they're going to have to cobble a way forward and extend that lease. Or the Colts are going to be in a position to move off of that lease and potentially do something else, and nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants that to be a, 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 an even a potential next step for the Indianapolis Colts. As they may look to either sell or might look to uh, relocate. And it can happen. We've seen it happen, right? Oakland, the Oakland Raiders become the Vegas Raiders, San Diego Chargers become the Los Angeles Chargers, St. Louis Rams become the Los Angeles Rams. And holy cow, is all the moving done or could the Colts be next? They've got a lease that needs to be addressed, and we'll talk about that. Uh, First, oh, by the way, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, January seventeenth, 2024. Uh, We're brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. At MyBookie, look, all you do is have fun. You wager a little bit on sports, and and off you go. And if you use the promo code Kent, K-E-N-T, it can only be spelled one way. Right, unless you've got an umlaut, and then all bets are off. But if you K E N T, you can get up to a one thousand dollar deposit to your account when you sign up. How about that action? That's action you can win with. Go to my bookie. Take care of all that stuff, and you're gonna have a great time. You can bet anything, anywhere, anytime at my bookie. So go to my bookie. All right, ESPN is reporting that Jim Ursay subsequent to this reported overdose on the morning of December 8th at about 4.30 in the morning, Carmel Police, they get to Jim Ursay's spot, and he's been moved from the bathroom to the bed. He's blue in color, skin tone of blue. That's not good. Uh, and so he's taken to the hospital. He's revived with Narcan, taken to the hospital and it is suspected that he uh, suffered an overdose or overdose poisoning. Uh, Both terms were mentioned in the police report, according to TMZ. ESPN, subsequent to this, has reported that they have confirmed, through Stephen Holder, that Jim Irsay attended the Colts game uh, against the Steelers in Indianapolis on December 16th. So this isn't evidently a overdose and we got a big problem and he's laying unconscious in a bed since then for the last five, six weeks. That seems not to be the case if indeed he attended the game on December 16th. And I got to tell you the truth. When I was on I-70 going to the game, I saw a motorcade, a police escort that I believed was Jim Ursay. This wasn't a bus. This was uh, kind of an SUV. Jimmer says he's not driving himself to the Colts game. He's got a police escort, just like the teams do. And uh, so I thought, oh, Jimmer say going to the game. Maybe that was the case. ESPN's reporting it was the case. Again, if that was the case, then maybe the story about the severe respiratory illness wasn't a canard to throw us off the scent of the overdose, but truly this became a severe respiratory event that he's being treated for. When, uh, our minds went everywhere, and this is what happens. When you don't tell people the truth, when you're not transparent about these kinds of things, people start to connect dots that maybe don't belong connected. And one of the sets of connected dots is, oh, my God, he's in a coma, and maybe the family is preparing for an end of life scenario, but they got to get their legal situation in order, so they don't suffer the ravages of severe inheritance tax penalties. Because inheritance tax will cause a family to have to sell their holding. Right, uh, the Colts are worth about four and a half billion dollars, and so the the inheritance federal inheritance tax. There is no state inheritance tax. In Indiana, so it's just the federal you got to worry about. It, according to uh, uh, some rudimentary research that I did, amounts to between eighteen and forty percent. Well, that's a hell of a swath, right? But let's take the the lower amount: four and a half billion dollars. Eighteen percent of that, you're talking about what? Six hundred million dollars, somewhere in that neighborhood. So it, it, finding $600 million liquid to pay your tax liability with is not always easy for a family, and a lot of times they will then sell their holdings. I always go back to the Cubs. P.K. Wrigley died in 1977. In 1981, William Wrigley III forced to, to sell the Chicago Cubs to the Chicago Tribune, and it was to pay the inheritance tax liability. And that, that's why the Wrigley family divested the Chicago Cubs. You can bet that they wish that they had them back. It would be nice if they did. They're worth a hell of a lot more than what they got, which was $20.5 million. Million with an M. So what happens with and, and I don't know the answer to that question. I would assume that Jim Ursay and his daughters have gotten together with lawyers and they put together a plan of succession. Just as there was a plan of succession, although it was a little bit messy, as we remember, because of Bob Ursay's widow and Jim Ursay kind of fighting for control of the team. But Jim Ursay got control of the team. I would assume that Jim Ursay is trying to get this done in a much less acrimonious way. And so how do you do that and minimize the financial turmoil that the family is subjected to because of inheritance tax and make sure that ownership isn't interrupted and that the Ursays can continue to own the Colts, much as the Rooney's own the the Steelers and the McCaskies own the Bears and all that. So uh, you would assume that they've gotten together to manipulate things to their satisfaction, but if they have not, one of the things that you need to consider is that the Indianapolis Colts lease can be evacuated by the Colts in 2030 if the Colts are not one of the top five grossing franchises, top grossing franchises in the NFL, and they are not going to be. That is a standard they will not meet. And so the Colts can say adios seven years prior to the normal expiration of the term of the lease, which means what? which means they can entertain offers to go elsewhere. And as the Bears are trying to figure out what to do with the stadium, you saw what Stan Kroenke did with the Rams. He bought the Rams, by the way, because of a similar issue with inheritance tax. The previous owner uh, was subjected to. Regardless, uh, the city of Chicago... It is, is not playing ball in a fair way, according to the Bears. The Bears are never happy with the city. And so the Bears bought a plot of land which used to house Arlington Park race Course. That would be a nice place to build a new stadium. But Stan Kroenke, as he showed, you can, and MetLife, same deal. You can have two tenants at a stadium, and it doesn't stress anybody. Out with electronics, you can re-sign, you can do all the things to make it seem like a Jets home stadium or a giants home stadium, Rams Chargers. It's immaterial who's playing. You can dress it up any way you want on fairly short notice. Anyway, they'll likely be looking for a second tenant. The Ursay family is originally from Chicago. Bob Ursay lived in Lincolnwood, Illinois before then moving to Baltimore as he took uh, stewardship of the Colts there. And now, of course, the, the family's got a fairly long history in Indianapolis. Would they be interested? Because you start thinking, okay, where? what other city is there? You know, you got San Antonio. You've got where? where? Where a team could wind up. There aren't many places that really adequately house a, uh, a potential NFL franchise. But the city of Chicago, the Chicagoland area, if, they build, if the Bears build a new stadium, they're going to be looking for a second tenant. And, and don't look now, but the Colts may be looking for a new home. If the city of Indianapolis and the state of Indiana don't play ball, as they did last time, and that thing got done. That was a lot closer than people think. They were close to leaving. How do I move my team to L.A.? We all remember that story. Jim Irsay standing up at the owners meeting. How do I move the Colts to Los Angeles? He asked. He and Bart Peterson, with the help of Just Simoleon, brokered a deal. Lucas Oil Stadium built. It's held up really, really well over its 15 years of operation. And here it is. But. Is the city the city which just invested three hundred and fifty million dollars in an infrastructure deal with the Pacers to upgrade Cambridge Field House and the areas surrounding it? Are they going to be up for another discussion where more is given to the Colts in terms of of building them an even uh, a refurbished uh, Lucas Oil Stadium for maybe double the price? of Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Are they going to be up for that? That question is going to become really, really relevant to the Indianapolis Colts very, very quickly. Jim say, how would he address all of this? How would Carly say gordon address all of this? I don't know. And we're going to find out one way or the other, depending on the recovery of Jim say, exactly what's going to happen. And the news might not be good for us. I'm not looking forward to it. These things can turn south in a whole bunch of different ways. In St. Louis, I was there when it went south in St. Louis, and all Kroenke wanted, and the Rams wanted, seven hundred and fifty million dollars in upgrades to the Jones Dome, and the city of St. Louis, the city, the St. Louis Sports Commission came back with an offer of about one hundred and twenty million dollars in upgrades. Said that'll bring it into compliance. That'll put it in the top quartile. That's top eight. Of All Stadia and the NFL. Well, that was crazy talk. That was nonsense. And the day that was, a, in fact, the minute it was announced, I was like, boys, get ready. Their wheels up. And we ran the Rams radio network. So that was going to be people's asses. We, you know, somehow, some way, people were going to get fired at my radio station because that team was going to LA. There was no way to stop it. Once the city of St. Louis, as St. Louis Sports Commission gave the middle finger to Stan Kroenke, that thing was over. done deal. That can happen. You've got to make sure that it doesn't. This is going to be a big deal for Joe Hogshead. You want Colts fans want Joe Hogshead sitting across and negotiating with the safe family. You've got to be careful who you vote for for mayor. It's going to be his defining moment as a mayor. However the negotiations go, whenever they start, uh, Hogsett, he, he better do the right thing on behalf of the city, behalf of the Colts, behalf, behalf of Colts fans, everybody, and try to make this thing work together, or big trouble. And, and I hope that they're preparing for this actively in an ongoing way, because if there are surprises... Surprises turn these things south in a minute. Uh, Let's talk in prayers for Jim Ursay. We hope it doesn't come to what, of course, it's going to come to for all of us. We hope that that day doesn't come for Jim for a really long time. Uh, Pacers, acquiring Pacers. Kevin Pritchett got the job done. Acquiring Pascal Siakam, two-time All-Star, one-time world champion, He's averaging 22.2 points per game with the Raptors this year. He is by far their best player. The Raptors now full-blown rebuild, but we don't give a damn about the Raptors. What we care about is that Pascal Siakam is coming here. So you're going to have a starting lineup of Halliburton, Heald, Neesmith, Siakam, and Turner. And at some point, Matherin is likely to supplant Neesmith in that three, that three role. Siakam at the four, that's a big deal. Siakam can flat score from the four in ways that the the Pacers just didn't have a guy who could do. Uh, they are giving up Bruce Brown, goners, didn't really even get to know him. Uh, Jordan Nuara, didn't really get to know him altogether too well. Uh, the Pacers first rounder in 2024, the Pacers first rounder in 2026, and a first rounder That is going to was going to become the Pacers in this draft. It was going to be the lowest pick among the first rounders of the Jazz, Thunder, and Rockets. So, whatever's lowest, let's say that the Thunder have the fourth best record in the NBA. If I'm doing the math right, that'd be the 26th overall, 27th overall pick. See how he did that? Lightning fast. What a brain! Uh, and a second-round pick that will convey to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. So that's what you're giving up. Brown, you're giving up Nuora, Three firsts, one, not likely to be too good. And the two for the Pacers, really. If they can sign, and the plan is to sign Siakam to a long-term deal. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. The Pacers, they want him long-term. Siakam wants to be here long-term. The Pacers have confidence that they can get a long-term deal done, or this trade would not have happened. But I think that it puts the Pacers in business in the Eastern Conference. This elevates that starting lineup to one that's got to be respected. You got the three-point shooting of Heald. You have the the offensive game of Matherin. You have the shot blocking of Turner. You have the gamesmanship, the ability to score, pass. All that of Halliburton once he gets healthy. And, and you, got, you got a team. Like, this is a good team. Neesmith, a terrific young player. I think the Pacers can be really, really good. And I think the Pacers, they already won four or five from the Bucks. This makes them markedly better. Come April, come May, maybe they're playing for a spot in June. We'll see. I think it's going to be fascinating. Good for Kevin Pritchard. That is one patient man. He will wait out a table, baby. You, you think here, you know, it's going to be, we're going to be here for 15 minutes. We saw what happened with the Sabonis Halliburton trade. That took a long time, and Pritchard wore down the Kings. They did not want to give up Tyrese Halliburton, they wound up giving him up. This deal, Pritchard has been working on to acquire Siakam for a long, long time. Finally, it comes to fruition. The, draft, or the uh, trade deadline, February 8th, they get it done about three weeks in advance of that. That's good work by Pritchard. Good for him. Siakam, just short of 30. Like I said, 22.2 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game. This is nice. Good deal. Uh, I'm over the IU loss last night. Don't need to talk about that anymore. Other than uh, this, uh, got to get him over to Hump thing that Woodson keeps saying. I, I I heard Dan talk about it today on uh, uh, on his show, and, like, yeah, I, I don't know what that means either. You know, platitudes, I guess they work in Bloomington with the media, but get them over the hump. What hump is that? The hump of not knowing how to play the damn game and not knowing what competing at basketball even looks like? Uh, maybe that's the That's quite a hump. That's a big hump. Big hump. i tell you, last time uh, the world produced a hump like that, it took Sir Edmund Hillary to surmount it. He he was the first guy to climb Mount Everest, by the way. Uh, this is one weird program. I got to tell you, it's, it's aggregate talent, allow them to wander around, talk about humps that need to be traversed, and repeat what's going on. Uh, Indiana women tonight on Peacock at Assembly Hall. The good news is, if you watched the men last night, watch the same way tonight on Peacock. There's a lot of, uh, I've heard rumors, there's a lot of uh, password and account sharing with Peacock. A lot of it. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to find the path of least resistance. Of course you are. That, for you, might be to spend $6 a month to watch games like this. For others, it might be, hey, you got Peacock? Would you mind sharing your username and password with me? Oh, thanks. It might be that. Uh, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. I can't wait. Looks like we're going to have a two big brains. Uh, I'm, as you well know, and is well documented, I'm having some uh, uh, health challenge. I've got, I don't know, cold symptoms. And uh, so uh, I don't want to be around people. And so Dan and I haven't done a show in a while. We're gonna do a show tomorrow. We're gonna to do it via Zoom, because I gotta I gotta talk to Dan about what the hell is going on with his program, what he thinks about Pascal Siakam, and how he augments what the Pacers have, and about Jim Ursay, which is just incredibly tragic, and we hope has a better ending. At least we've got reason to believe with the report that he was at the game against the Steelers, we have reason to believe that the the ending has a possibility of being more positive than we thought before that report. We're not really sure. I've got to tell you the truth. I'm not really sure what's true and what's not at this point, which bothers me. I wish the Colts or the Ursay family would bring some clarity to Jim Ursay's condition because there are a lot of people out here who care about it, myself included.